welcome to episode 11 of the Phased Out Podcast. Woo! I am Sawyer. Uh, no, I don't have anything. I just brain. Um, I'm Sawyer. My heart will always be on the B side of my tongue. Cost. And I'm Ian. Uh, that quote from Arrested Development where it's like one chances are one out one in seven or something like that. Care mace. What? No, have you not? The that part, was a part, deep cut. Yeah, the part of Arrested Development where he's like maybe tonight and then. Oh. But yeah, it's yeah, like yeah, the yeah. Ch- what are the chances? Ha ha ha! And then one in seven. The narrator's like, "How oh, they're one in seven. Yes, that's right. my nickname. Okay. Care mace. Okay. Okay, we're good. All so, right. <laughs> um, here we are, two weeks late. Um. Valentine's Day was two weeks ago, but we had promised all of y'all that we would uh, put out an episode where we get kind of sad and depressed, and also not entirely, not, not entirely, entirely. Um, a little nostalgic on that the day that sucks for a lot of people. So uh, we're gonna talk about music that people we once had a crush on, or they didn't know, or maybe they did and it was awkward in math class that one time, or that. One person that gave you that one thing on a CD, and you're like, I will never forget this, and then they never talk to you again. Um, so you have a really deep uh, personal relationship with this topic, I now, have, don't you? This is the deepest. Wow. <laughs> this is the most. Oh, that that definitely spiked. Okay. Um. This is the most personal I think I'm going to get on this podcast, unless we talk about more people being <coughs> raped by musicians. So well, you know. Um. So why don't we? We'll break this into. Uh, some sections. Why don't we talk about pre-being an actual person? So, like, high school Sawyer and Ian. Eighth grade Ian. Yeah, so what did eighth grade... What did, like, ages, like, 13 to 18, what are some musics, albums, artists, songs, vibes, adventures that little baby Ian relates to? That was (laughs) an... Just a phenomenal sentence. Um, <laughs> honestly, I had a crush on a girl in eighth grade health class, and uh, she gave me uh, "Take This to Your Grave." And I mean, I like she gave me the CD, and I I burned a copy of it, and I, I gave her the original back. And I mean, realistically, that's like, thanks, Morgan. It's all your fault that like I'm here right now doing anything because that was literally the album. I blame that, like, you, woman. Started it all, right? Um, but I, you know, that's. I mean, realistically, that's, like, the album. I got into Bowling for Soup um, uh, also uh, in eighth grade um, when a girl that I was dating broke up with me and I couldn't listen to the song Asshole off that album for a while because I was sad because I was the asshole or something. I You funny. were... A- you were an eighth grade asshole. The title of your memoir. That's the only... I was an eighth grade yeah, asshole. Diary of an eighth grade asshole. Um, there you go. That's and that's the only Bowling for Soup album that I have liked at all. Every other album of theirs is totally garbage. But that They're album great is still real. Oh, I believe that. They're amazing. But that lives. album, um, Hangover You Don't Deserve, is still like top notch, 19 just serious pop punk jams. Um, those are probably my two earliest like lovey dovey type things when it comes to uh, music that people that I totally dug and did not reciprocate uh introduced me to right so um i have as i have talked about with my therapist a very close tie to pairing people and times and places with music and everybody kind of has their matchy matchy whatever so i'm gonna go in the way way back machine 
<laughs> Wish we had a... We have a sound effect for that, anybody? Bazinga! <laughs> okay, that works too. Um, the first person I was ever really interested in slash dated, which is, I put dated in air quotes because when you're 14, what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> um, really liked anything involving ska music. So, I want to thank that dude for less than Jake, Real Big Fish, Mustard Plug, those bands in my life. Streetlight Manifesto was his favorite, and I, I, I like, <laughs> that whole genre has kind of followed me and people I've been interested in, so, like, that's fine. Um, after that, there wasn't really anything that I can really pinpoint other than um one of the dudes i liked slash we didn't really what do you consider when you're like 15 and you like hang out in each other's basements for three weeks and then he picks a different girl what is that, what is that? shame <laughs> yeah, I, re- yeah. I genuinely i really don't um, know i do not know the he, best answer to that question he's married now what's up Ari goldberg um he gave me one I'm of sorry ari goldberg, ari goldberg. amazing yeah um Really good dude. Uh, grew up to be, I think he's either a lawyer or a doctor. <laughs> one of those where you have to get a lot of... Careful. No, I'm serious. Like, he went, he actually graduated from one of those very prestigious, <laughs> like, you have to be in school for 80 years kind of jobs. Nice. Um, he's one of the smartest dudes I've ever met. Uh, he gave me one of my still favorite bands, Guster. Oh, he, good lord. I haven't listened to them in about 120 years. He was years. like a Guster OAR kind of guy. Um, oh god so and then he, he's definitely a lawyer and he also he, <laughs> he also um takes in, the weekend off of work to see dave matthews anyway yes actually <laughs> with my friend emily hi emily bradley um actually he introduced me to another one of my fav- most favorite things of all time is he's the person who made me watch scrubs for the first time so okay so Ari is a very, very good nice pop culture reference there too, as well. Um, The only person I ever actually was in an actual, like, long-term serious relationship with in high school told me, and quote, around the time when we broke up, I don't really listen to music anyway. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I nope. Yeah. Um, and in between there, there's some like smattering of stuff, but like nothing really like affecting in a way i did one time in undergrad go through i wish i had this but my ex made me delete it because apparently it was problematic i had a playlist on spotify that i gave every single person i'd ever liked but interested or had sex with a song <laughs> wow it was a really good playlist i was about to say that kind of be really good and i would never listen to it it was really I good it was a nostalgic i might act you know what this that's the playlist I'm going to make for this episode. God. That's what I'm going to do. Whew. That's what I'm going to do. That's going to be a cooker. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Good um, lord. So, yeah, I think for me, the really kind of, like, stuff that I, that gets, like, stuck into me is everything from 18 to now. So, Ian, college age Ian, 18 to, say, 22, 23. Or till now. Or till now, realistically, because there's not much. Um, I don't know, so it's interesting. So I don't, I don't necessarily have a ton of music that's connected to a relationship 
doesn't have to be a relationship. Well, just no, I mean, that but you like, feelings yeah, for. yeah. Um, but I mean, I, I didn't really. I dated one person, uh, between the time I graduated high school and my first year of working after community college. So I went about four years and dated somebody for about five months. Um, and there was no serious music tie at that point. Hmm. Um, but, uh, you know, a lot of, you know, I was just sitting there listening to Brahms the whole time. Um, but right before I graduated high school, I was, uh, you know, I, I got really into, um, I think it was the song She's So High, which is the classic, was that Tal Bachman? Yeah, that that song was like the definition of our relationship for whatever stupid ass Hi above me. It was great. And that's, so and that's why I love the Four Year Strong cover of Oh that my god, song. I love that bops so hard um so good but you know realistically you know there are two bands that um that i would say i i tie to certain people right now Mm -hmm. um so my ex and i uh through all of the nonsense that we dealt with over the the three years that we were dating um there's one thing that still keeps us really good friends i mean besides the fact that we're still good friends um and there's been some time and yeah, I mean, well, time, and, you know, the last year of it wasn't really, you know, I, I don't know, that's a whole, that's not yeah. a discussion for the podcast, um, but she and I will always share the Wonder Years together, always, 100%, I got her into them, and they have become, by and large, like, her favorite genre of all time, she lives in Philly now, she saw them at Boot and Saddle a couple weeks ago with 175 other people, right. you know, and is just totally beyond, totally beyond obsessed with them, and, you know, she and I talk about them all the time, and definitely have that connection going, um you know and then um i guess you know i'd say the other group that i guess kind of ties me with a person is diet sig um because my roommate for the last gosh two and a half i mean three years but one well the first year she was on the other side of the duplex uh and then i've been roommates with her last year and the and this year um saw diet sig open for the front bottoms couple of years ago and said ian you need to listen to these guys and i was like no um she was like no they're Stupid. amazing and she was like and i was i was just that I, I, I didn't do it and then about two months later i i pop on 16 and i was just like wait a second this is actually the best thing ever uh swear i'm good at this is amazing okay. and everything is wonderful mm-hmm. um you know and i i you know i have a really close connection um with my roommate and have for years um you know and so that you know, that is really, you know, an, an artist that I kind of got myself into entirely because she told me that I needed to get into them. Right. Um, you know, and those are, those are definitely artists that I tie close with people that I love. Um, you know, that will, that always, you know, whenever somebody says the Wonder Years, whenever somebody says Diet Sega, I'm tying those bands to people. Right. Regardless of whether or not in 10 years either of those people are even involved in my life in any way, shape or form or won't matter. Right. You know, right. right. But I mean, for the most part, I, you know, I missed a whole bunch of time because I spent five years doing nothing but listening to classical music and Australian manifesto. So I really, as one does. Yeah, of course. Um, so I missed out on a lot of like that era, you know, and again, fallout boy is reoccurring because I totally had a crush on this one girl who was really into folly do. Um, but I mean, I had already known about fallout boy by then. So I don't really tie folly and do to her. You know, I just, you but know, that, that was one of those albums that I listened to in the car all the time thinking, oh, I was totally into her, um, <laughs> you know, and while it's not a specific band, um, I really love tango music, uh, specifically for this 
one girl that I will never, ever speak to ever again, probably, that I was totally enamored with for, like, ten years. But, hey, it's fine. That's, it's fine. Well. Not really, not really a super important part of the discussion. Oh, um. Okay. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Go. Now you. Um, yeah, that's interesting when you think about, I think about how you studied music, so then that's, like, a gap in your, like, lexicon of Yeah, I think Brahms is really great because I would listen to it all the time when my friend Zach and I were hanging out. That was as close to loving somebody as I got in community college. True. Love you, Zach. Not even kidding. Um, Love you, boy. Um, You're the man. So I guess then then this will be uh, Sawyer explains her love life from 18 to 27. Um, Good thing I am going to eat this pasta here and listen to this because we got about 20 minutes. No, uh, I'm just kidding. It won't be that bad. um, 15. So... Uh, the first person that I was in an act, like a, a legitimate adult relationship with, I have a lot of music that ties me to him. Uh, funny thing, he listens to this podcast. Hi, Morgan. <laughs> um, bruh. Bruh. Uh, we went to a couple warp tours together. Music was always, we lived together for about a year. Um, music was always on. It was always a thing that, like, like you with the wonder years and your exes that mm-hmm. like that was kind of the through line in our relationship that the thing we could always agree on is that we gave a shit about music mm-hmm. and each other um all of say anything self-titled album <laughs> all of it especially eloise is a big thing still um for me morgan was also super into ska as well i have that through line with a lot of men in my life apparently. what an unfortunate circumstance <laughs> um thanks third wave isn't dead um Andrew WK will always remind me of him. Uh, A lot of, like, kind of, like, happy-dopey, whatever kind of stuff. Um, There isn't any real bad musical memories with that time in my life. That was a really nice time in my life with that. Uh, Also, Kesha. Kesha's first down. Don't know why. Um, Fine. Fine. Yeah. Uh, After that is uh, the first person I was in a very pretty long-term relationship with. Three and a half years. Um, and that was to the majority of the time I was in the theater program in college and he was also in that program. And, uh, he's the person in my life that I have the most musical connection to because we have the exact same taste in music. That was one of the things that brought us together. We were just actually playing Ian and I, before we started recording, we're playing the new Under Oath single. And the way that I, um, got this particular gentleman's attention when I was 20 years old in a uh, studio doing some work is I put on, I, I had heard that he liked Under Oath and I just a little bit loud enough in my headphones put on to find the great line. <laughs> and he like turned around. He's like, you like Under Oath? And I was like, yeah, three and a half years later. <laughs> That's pretty fun. Yeah. Um, so we saw State Champs together the first time I ever saw State Champs. Uh, we went to Warp Tour together three, four times. One time after we broke it up because we're still good friends. What's up, TJ? How you doing? Um, yeah, Under Oath of Mice and Men, State Champs, uh, Between the Buried and Me, Scary Kids Scaring Kids, Dance Kevin Dance. Good all Lord. of, like, anything in the metalcore, blah, 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 is just automatically the song I still can't listen to. <laughs> What a trip. I try, I try, so I can't listen to Eloise. 
from mm. by saying anything and i cannot listen to cemetery weather by eyes and glaciers mm. um that was the I mean, it's a pretty sad song that was with. that was the song that was supposed to play when him and i got married and that did not happen Ooh. so there's that um he really recently he recently got into edm which was a thing he made fun of for me when we dated which i think is really funny but good for him um nope edm's terrible I'm sorry. uh after that i was in a what was the first ian <laughs> did you there might be a piece of pasta on the ground I'm we're really fine sure. um was a person i dated after that for about nine months uh that was a i would like to call it a dark period in my musical history because he liked stuff like like reggae ska and country music yeah that was really that was a rough nine months interesting okay the only through line we had is we both really liked Jason Mraz and John Mayer. So. Interesting. Still. Bit still of a light boy. Um, mm, yeah. After that um, comes the most recent relationship that I was in. I was in this relationship for three years and change. And uh, this person was very, 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 very passionate about music. It was one of the most important things to him. Um, and. It was the only time in a relationship that I'd ever been in that music was the one thing that we both loved very much and the one thing that we fought about the most. Oh. Yeah. Shouldn't be how that works. And uh, where we agreed, we totally agreed, and we found common ground in a lot of things, but when we disagreed, we fucking disagreed. And it it got a lot easier uh, throughout the relationship. The first part of it, a lot of it was about opinions on quality and about uh value and like how uh just you know there if music is a guilty pleasure that means it's garbage um and there was like yeah that so our our love of the year 3000 and carly ray was just not a thing that existed um that makes me irrationally angry (laughs) Me too. But this pasta is really good and <laughs> yeah. keeping me down. Um, and so I have so many questions. Yeah. I'm not going to ask any of them, but I have so many questions. We can talk about it when the microphone isn't on. Ah! Okay. Um, but I will say that this particular person, at the end of it, we both mutually agreed that there was a lot of shared things that we shared with each other that we grew to love. So uh, a band. That is very, 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 very... I'm not going to get emotional when I talk about this. Very, very special to him. <laughs> uh, is a band out of Philly called The Menzingers. Yo. And uh, I could They're not... They're pretty tight, I'm not going to lie. I could not listen to them until about two weeks ago when a friend of mine... Uh, I don't know if you listen, but hi, Vin, uh, who's from Philly. We were hanging out, and he put some on, and I didn't immediately click into... <gasps> mode well, i mean that's good that's a good and, start yeah. yeah and i've been doing exposure therapy and listening to like the, the same three songs from them that i hate that to get like over it good god <laughs> um then there's let's see if i can list them off waxahachie um For he's now, also a big no. fan of diet sig Ugh. um so a lot of this music i had to get to a point of going no this is quality and i'm not gonna let my emotions get in the way of me listening to stuff oh yeah um julian baker um Oh, Mast Intruder. All the good stuff. Yeah. Man. Damn. Um, the one that I just remembered how much there was connected to, but I'm really trying to like reclaim it, is uh, a singer-songwriter by the name of Noah Gunderson. And, oh, okay, um, yep. One of the saddest boys to ever sad boy. 
and I love him. And there's just this, I think a thing that a lot of people in relationships, and especially in music, is such a fundamental thing. Like, uh, in that relationship, you do a lot of associate, at least I do the way that my brain works and the way that I am as a person. I'm very nostalgic and very sentimental. I connect a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's hard for me to kind of pull apart. But in the last year or so, since we've been no longer together, I've been able to pull apart a lot of that shit and uh, be able to reclaim a lot of the stuff that I used to listen to all the time that I genuinely liked. And I didn't just listen because I was in a relationship with this person. Oh, yeah. You I mean, know, you know, some th- people do that. Is, oh, God. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> Those I are my favorite. That That's my one favorite. One of the most unhealthy habits in the universe. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, that was that. And then I, it would not, I would be remiss if I didn't mention two things. Um, first, uh, a very, very, very dear friend of mine who I, similar to how you feel about your roommate, a very close friend of mine, Ryan Cody, who got me into podcasting and uh, has been a very great friend in this last year, has, was the person that I credit a lot with bringing me back into loving music again and caring about music again. He definitely suggested it as a form of me getting over a lot of things and a very therapeutic thing. He was the person that went with me to GovBall. He went with me to um, Panorama. We've literally, I went to New York. He lives in Queens. I went to New York probably every month out of the year last year and every time it was because it for a show. We saw Betty Who. Um, we've seen St. Vincent. Um, he brought me back into loving rap again. Kendrick Lamar, Schoolboy, Anderson Pac. Um, we share a deep, deep love of Carly Rae Jepsen and Betty Who. Huh. And cheesy bullshit pop female shit, which I adore. And he also has opened me up into some of the stuff that we'll get to eventually talking about, like stuff like Tesseract and okay. uh, The Contortionist and stuff like that, that gent stuff mm-hmm. and some more metalcore stuff. And he just, and he has given me the best gift you could ever give. A friend of his named Chris made a legitimately I don't know how many hours this is. It I might not be exaggerating when I say 45, 45 hour handpicked 80s inspired synth rock pop playlist. Oh, that one. And it, it hold on. I want to I want to plug this because this playlist is getting me through my graduate degree. So let me get the actual name of this. Handpicked, hand slash picked, Synthwave and 80s Revival. That's the name of the playlist. It is, I was wrong, it's 20 hours long. Still too many. It's 20 hours wrong. Thank you, Chris. Um, so many hours. Yeah. And then the, the final thing I would say about music that's given me, that makes me feel things, is, um, as I mentioned on the first episode of this podcast, eons ago, uh, my favorite band of all time is uh, Every Time I Die. Oh. And in the last two months, I have become a part of the uh, Facebook group of Every Time I Die fans known as Etidiots. And I know a lot of them listen to this. Uh, so I love all of you. And that band, 
and that group and that music has given me so many great people, so many great experiences that I will forever tie, even if I never see this band again, which is stupid because in the next four weeks, I'm seeing them three times. Oh um, God. I will never stop seeing or listening to this band, but even when they, when Keith and Jordan and Andy and the guys pack up all their shit and they never play again, these people will still be in my life. And that's super important. And, um, since we started this podcast, there's a lot of stuff that I listen to, especially Streetlight, and I think of this motherfucker right here. This is this dude, Davin. Damn it. And Yeet. can you call, can and you I'm count, my can you count, charger. um, watching Vines as... <laughs> The thing that reminds you of someone. It's the only thing YouTube's good for. <laughs> um, oh, and then an honorable mention to a guy that I never actually dated but was madly in love with that I used to work with at UB. His name is Nick. He gave, he's the only person in my entire adult life to actually give me a mix CD. I still own it. It's in my car. Uh, and he gave me a plethora of bands including Bad Books, Kevin Devine, Now Now, um, he got me back into bands like Pavement and stuff like that. So shout out to Nick. Oh. You hate my guts, but that's fine. <laughs> You're, the music that you gave me is everything. Um, so that was a little mini episode on Sawyer talking about how everyone leaves her. Yeah, wow. Yeah. <laughs> it's really dark for you and thankfully not super dark for me. The thing, this is the thing though. For when I was younger... I was so afraid to um, let myself absorb other people's stuff because I was afraid that then that was going to be a weight that I carried around with me that had their name all over it forever. Oh, yeah. You know, and it was a thing that I avoided like the plague. But now in the past, I'd say, yeah, in the past year especially, but the last couple of years, I've really learned to appreciate the things that people that I was with or that I cared about or that any of the variations of those things um, gave to me and exposed me to and that it's okay that they that part of whatever that was is no longer a thing anymore but the music is what's important to me now and also I have music that you know my friends have given me my best friend Sarah was the person who gave me take this to your grave so like mm. it's all running the gamut of like there are so many bands that I've found on my own that I appreciate and things I found on my own that I appreciate, but like to write off an entire group of really phenomenal music is just so stupid because then honestly, that's when the terrorists win. <laughs> that's when the love terrorists win. Like if I gave up that's everything, fair. if that's... I gave up everything I cared about because the person that I like, I would literally have nothing. Yeah. I don't think anyone would have anything. Probably, you know what I mean? Probably not. No. That's a good point. So, um... Dark, but accurate. Accurate. Yeah. Uh, so, uh... Here's the thing. With Phased Out. Um, we gone from a minute, now we back. Yeah. And, uh... Ian did his grad audition. I did the thing. And then, because he's going on tour and isn't working for three weeks, had to work three <laughs> weeks worth of work in two weeks. And so hasn't had a time to be a person... So now we're here. Now uh, we're kicking it. I just started grad school a couple weeks ago, too, so we've both been dead. But now that we're in the swing of it, it's all going to be good. Um, so next week, we're going to keep on with metal. We are finally going to get the part three, four, and five of metal. Yeah. And then... Um, 
Those are going to come out in the next, so this is going to be the next month of stuff while Ian's on tour. And yeah. then when we get back, we're going to be doing Phased Out 2.0. We're going to have some new stuff. We're going to be kicking it to we're, the extreme. We're going to be doing. Rock the mic like a vandal. Yes. Light up the, the stage. stage. Wax a chub like a, like a candle. candle. Um, so <laughs> it's, we're still going to, we're both still going to be here. We're both still going to be doing music history and music genres and all of that. But we're going to be doing some different, we're going to be getting some interviews in. We're going to be getting some like one-offs about like specific bands. And then we're going to get back to that history shit we were talking about like Dude, seven months ago. Honestly, there's going to be, you're not going to know what hit y'all. And then um, in the next. How great it's going to be. It's going to be great. In the next couple of months, we're going to have some other big shit coming up. And I want all of you to be here for it because it's going to rock. We're going to take over the world. And you're not going to know what to do about it. Um, so, like I do at the end of every episode, I'm going to ask Ian a question. And this time, I'm going to ask him... Oh, um, God. I have to think of an answer. <laughs> Go. I'm so ready for this. So, um... Uh, what are you doing later? Pasta! So, Phased Out comes out every Tuesday, and you can find us on Facebook at Phased Out Podcast, on Instagram at Phased Out underscore podcast, on Twitter at Phased Out Pod, and on Spotify at Phased Out Podcast. If you have any questions, compliments, or concerns, drop us a line at phasedoutpodcast at gmail.com. Till the next phase.